Good morning, everyone. Today is the 9th of November, 2023. Mark is continuing to read through the book, Arthur W. Pink, The Holy Spirit, Chapter 18. We're going to be doing this in two parts because the chapter is rather lengthy. He's going to be doing part one today. If you're interested in obtaining a copy of this book, you can go to... Um, Amazon.com and pick up a copy. Chapter 18, The Spirit Indwelling. The year not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you now. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Romans 8 9. Possession of the Holy Spirit is the distinguishing mark of the Christian, for to be without the Spirit is proof positive that we are out of Christ. None of his fearful words, and my reader, if we are not Christ, whose are we? The answer must be the devil's, for there is no third possessor of men. In the past, all of us were subjects to the kingdom of darkness, the slaves of Satan. The errors of wrath and the great questions which each one of us needs to accurately answer are, have I been taken out of that terrible position? Have I been translated in the kingdom of God's dear son, made an heir of God, and become, and become indwelt by his Holy Spirit? Serve that the Spirit and Christ go together. If we have Christ for our Redeemer, then we have the Holy Spirit for our dweller. But if we have not the Spirit, we are not Christ. We may be members of His physical church. We may be externally united to Him by association with His people. But unless we are partakers of that vital union which arises from the drawing of the Spirit, we are His only by name. The Spirit visits many who are unregenerate with His emotions which they resist and quench, but in all that are sanctified, he dwells where he resides and rules. He is there as a man in his own house where he is constant and welcome has dominion. Shall we put this question to our hearts who dwells, who rules, who keeps house here? Which interest has the ascended M. Henry? Spirit belongs to Christ, Hebrews 1, Revelation 3, 1. Galatians 3, 1, and proceeds from him, John 1, 2, 3, 15, 26, 24, 49. Spirit is sent by Christ as mediator, Acts 2, 33. He has given to God's people the consequence of Christ having redeemed them from the curse of the law, Galatians 3, 13, 14. We have nothing but what we have in from the Son. Spirit is given to Christ immediately to us derivatively. He dwells in Christ by radication in us by operation. Therefore, is a spirit called the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8, 9, the Spirit of His Son. Galatians 4, 6, the Spirit of Galatians 4, 6. And so it is Christ who lives in us. Galatians 2, 30. Christ is the great foundational waters of life. And from Him proceeds every gift and grace as our glorious head who communicates our sins for himself, the spirit who quickens, sanctifies, and preserves his people. What high valuation we set upon the blessed person and work of the Holy Spirit when we learn that he is the gift, yea, the dying legacy. 
which Christ bequeathed unto, unto his disciples to supply his absence. How would some rejoice if they would, they could possess any relic of anything that belonged, belonged unto our Savior in the days of his flesh, though of no use or benefit unto them? Yea, how great a part of men called Christians do boast in some pretended parcels the tree whereon he suffered. Love abused by superstition lies at the bottom of this vanity, for they would embrace anything left them by their dying Savior. But he left them no such things, nor did ever bless and sanctify them unto any holy or sacred ends, and therefore hath abuse of them been punished with blindness and idolatry. But this is openly testified unto the gospel when his heart was overflowing with love unto his disciples and care for them. When he took a holy prospect of what would be their condition, work, and temptations in the world, and thereon made provision of all that they could stand in need of, he promised to leave and give them his Holy Spirit to abide with them forever. John Owen. Plain and express are the declarations of holy writ on this wonderful, on this wondrous and glorious subject. Mm. Glorious subject. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? First Corinthians three sixteen. Your sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Galatians four six. Observe where the Spirit is said to dwell, not in the understanding, the fatal enemy of many, but in the heart. Most certainly, He enlightens the understanding with the truth, but He does not rest there. He makes His way to and takes up His abode. Renewed and sanctified heart. There he sheds abroad the love of God. There he inspires the cry of Abba Father. And be that cry ever so faint is, it yet is a breathing of indwelling spirit and meets a response in the heart of God. Now affecting are Paul's words to Timothy, that good thing which was committed unto thee by the Holy Spirit which dwelleth in us. Second Timothy 1.14 Timothy had no spiritual strength of his own. The apostle therefore reminds him of the truth which in his conscious weakness was well calculated to cheer his heart and encourage him to cultivate and use for Christ's glory the spiritual gift bestowed upon him, namely the power of the indwelling spirit. That self-hyphen same spirit dwells in all true believers, but it constrained us to stir up our spiritual gifts and graces to prone to slumber and become inert and employ them more devotedly for the Lord, O Winslow. Dear Lord, and shall thy spirit rest in such a heart as mine, unworthy dwelling, glorious guest, favor, astonishing divine. The basis upon which the spirit takes up his abode within the believer is twofold. First on the ground of redemption, this is illustrated most blessedly in the cleansing of the leper. Hyphen figure of the sinner and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offerings, and the priest shall put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, and of the rest of the oil that is in his hand shall the priest put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed. 
and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, upon the blood of the trespass option, what did Leviticus 14, 14, and 17? The wanderer's type was that the oil emblem of the Holy Spirit was placed upon the blood. Only on the ground of atonement accomplished could the Holy Spirit take up his abode in sinners. This at once sets aside human merits. There must be moral fitness as well. The Spirit of God will not tabernacle with unbelieving rebels. After when, I, or, or after when that ye believe your receipt with that Holy Spirit of promise, Ephesians 1.13, it is to those who obey the command, be not unequally yoked together, that God promises I will dwell in them. 2 Corinthians 6.16, when by repute, Repudiating all idols, receiving Christ as Lord, trusting the merits of his sacrifice. The heart is prepared, the Spirit of God enters to take possession for Christ's use. When we give up ourselves to the Lord, he owns the dedication by making our bodies the temples of the Holy Spirit there to maintain his interest against all the opposition of the devil. And considering the spirit and dwelling believers, we need to be on our guard against entertaining and conception of this great grand fact, which is gross and dishonoring to his person. He does not so indwell as to impart his essential properties or affections, such as omniscience or omnipotence. It would be blasphemy, so to speak, but is this is saving and sanctifying operations are communicating to us as the sun is said to enter a room. One of his better, most bright beams and genial warmth are seen and felt therein. Further, we must not think of the grace and being influence of spirit by in us in the self same manner, self same manner and measure they did in Christ. No, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. John three thirty four. In him all fullness dwells. Let us now point out what has been before us lays the basis the most solemn appeal and powerful exhortation is my body a temple of the Holy Spirit. But how devoted should it be to God and his service? Mine dwelt by the Spirit of Christ. That how I ought to bend my ear to his softest whisper, my will to his gentlest way, my heart to his sacred influence and disregarding his voice. And not yielding to his promptings, he is grieved, Christ is dishonored, and we are the lot losers. The greatest blessing we possess in the Holy Dwelling Spirit, let us seek grace to conduct ourselves accordingly. We are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be it that the Spirit of God dwell in you, Romans 8, 9. Three things are denoted by the Spirit's indwelling. First, intimacy. As in the habitant of the house is more similar more than elsewhere. So is the spirit in the hearts of Christ redeemed. God the spirit is omnipresent, being everywhere, essentially being excluded nowhere. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I free from thy presence, Psalm 139, 7. But as God... That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, next time I'll finish. Okay, well, we'll continue part two of this.
tomorrow. Hope you all have a good day today. If you get a chance, listen to the devotional this morning about casting lots. I think you'll find it interesting.